Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And here we are. It's another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Howdy, everybody. I'm Howdy. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France. Howdy. And Todd Roberts. Howdy. And our guest today is uh, Green Valley columnist Scott Dyke. Scott is a, a friend of the show, has been for a long, long time. Eons. Eons. And uh, our program topic today is the uh, devastating news that we got earlier in the week of uh, the closure of old Tucson Studios. And it is. Uh, it is. Uh, 81 years old, 81 years it's been here. Um, built for uh, the uh, 1939 production of Arizona. Uh, Gene Arthur and, and William Holden. The movie was released in 1940. Um, well, and, before we get into that, yep. I, I want to do the two obituaries. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, during the, just recently here, well, last week, a friend of mine, Cleve Loney, now he, he worked down, he came down here and worked on a couple of movies, got his Wrangler's card, went back up. But Cleve was a real McCoy. He was a Montana cowboy. And I tell you, it doesn't come much better than Montana, Wyoming cowboys. Mm. These guys can do all the stuff the old cowboys yep, did, not yep. like a lot of desert cowboys today. Right. But Cleve ended up a state representative up there uh, in Montana, uh, successful rancher, just a great guy. He, he died in an unfortunate kayaking accident last week, but just a great guy. Uh, we, we did a little eulogy for his brother yes. uh, Ross a while yes. back. Yes who was a rookie saddle bronc rider yes. of the year in the PRCA many years ago. Uh, the other fellow I want to mention, and you might even uh, know him, Todd, was Dave Cass. Dave yep. was Dave came out of Tucson. He worked out at old Tucson for quite a while. Uh, when it first opened, he was tutored by Jack Young. Got his first movie job on uh, McClintock. And uh, went off the Army, came back. He buddied up with Neil and myself, and we all worked together for a while. Dave went out to California, did really well. Uh, was a writer, a director, a stunt coordinator. Uh, he was doing the uh, Hallmark uh, Westerns there uh, just for a couple years before he died. And Dave will be missed by a lot of folks. He had, he had a large family. Dave liked to get married, but uh, so anyhow, amigos, rest in peace. All right, on to uh, Old Tucson, famous movie location. That's how it always used to be billed, I remember, in, in the advertisements. And, and uh, like I said, it, it was uh, constructed in 1939 for the 1939 movie Arizona starring Gene Arthur and William Holden, which was released in 1940. Uh, it lie dormant until about 1944-45 when uh, Bing Crosby and Ingrid Bergman came came along and did um, uh, Belts of St. Mary's. And You know that the scene, they only shot one scene and, and that, that was, was the, never used. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got I've got some information here well, about the very beginning of it, the building of it. Yeah, I just I just wanted to uh, oh, lay, lay the foundation. Uh, before Old Tucson was built, there were movies filmed in the desert. Uh, but just there was really no town or anything, and somebody, I guess it was the studio, got the idea, hey, why don't we build something out there, and uh, there you go. Well, that, that was Ruggles, who read the book, loved the book, went to Columbia, and said, hey, we need to make this movie, and we need to make it where it was, where the book is said in Tucson. He came out here, they looked, and they saw the Aver Valley, and they fell in love with it. Which, which segues us into the, uh, the United States at this time with gearing up for World War II. So, you know, putting budgets and movies together was a little dicey. It had an extravagant $1.5 million budget for the time, which by today's standards was $90 million plus, which is pretty big. Uh, 36 pounds of blueprints ensured that the movie set was built as an exact duplicate of Tucson in the early 1880s. The uh, September 1940 issue of Arizona Highways magazine 
detailed its construction. More than 350,000 adobe bricks went into, went into the reproduction. Uh, 100 or more buildings rose from that ancient wall. The, uh, let me just let me just do more stuff here. This is this is what's really neat. Uh, Columbia leased 320 acres from Pima County. Uh, 2.3 million was the total budget, actually. Uh, an exact reproduction of Tucson was constructed. Started July in 1939. It had 300 laborers, 180 carpenters, 120 adobe brick makers, which were mostly Dakota Odom and mm -hmm. uh, local Mexicans. It's yep. all local built. Uh -huh. Built in 40 days. Filming began in the spring of 40. They brought in every stray dog they could find from <laughs> Tucson. They had 500 head of cattle, 150 oxen, 250 extras and crewmen. The company stayed at the old Santa Rita Hotel downtown. Nick Hall, the manager of the hotel at the time, lobbied Columbia executives to film in Tucson, premiered at the Temple of Music, and was shown in four other theater venues in Tucson at that time. It was probably one of the largest premieres. It premiered in five theaters. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's, that's kind of the thing. One interesting thing is that about the 500 head of cattle, they stampeded those, and they, they, were, they were being stampeded by 100 actual Indians. <laughs> and a little, another little side note is that uh, one of the cowboys working on it, his horse went down, and Holden saved his life. Wow. He kept he kept the cows he, he got between yeah. the cows and them and cows would split and go around him man on horseback yeah. and that's that's the beginning of Arizona. How cool, Scott Dyke, Green Valley columnist, Green Valley News columnist. How, how does how, how did you play out on your column? I haven't read it yet. Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to ask Bunker. You know. I swore I saw him as one of the priests in the Bells of St. Mary's. Yes, he was. <laughs> okay. If he didn't, actually, actually, I was the altar boy. It, I was a little young. If there. he did not look at the camera, it was him. <laughs> if, if, if you if you find an altar boy with with a runny nose, you know, hiding behind hiding behind Bing Crosby, that was probably me. And walking, well, you had a goblet in your mouth, so I couldn't tell. And, you know, and, and walking bow legged. A gobbler, a whole turkey. No goblet, you know, oh, like dark okay. colored stuff. And oh yeah, a little middle of the uh, bestial wines. I did uh, more of the point. I did a. Uh, I interviewed Bob Shelton. Of course, you haven't gotten that far in the in the story. That's gotcha. uh, it. Good okay. time to start. But go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he was. Uh, these guys will fill you in all the listeners. He'll fill you in the details. Of what Bob Shelton did. He did an amazing job. I interviewed him in 19, uh, well, seven years ago. And he was like uh, 92 at the time, getting ready for hip surgery because he wanted to get married again. <laughs> he also wanted to play tennis. So I thought, well, we're off to a great start. He was uh, staying at his daughter's house up in Tucson. And uh, we got along pretty well. And we would subsequently, for years, run into each other at different venues. You know, like the Empire Ranch, which Bunker's been down many times and affiliated with, and a few other places where Bob would show up and be part of a forum or whatnot. And he was a, a most interesting guy. And I've got a great story. I'm not going to tell it now on the broadcast. I'll do it later. All right. And it's a great story about him and, and, and his wife and when the whole shebang started. So I'll just leave it at that. And when, when you guys fill your listeners in on the background on what he did. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll relate that story. Bob, Bob was a developer uh, and uh, entrepreneur plus. He's, he took over the property in the late 50s, I believe. Mid-50s, late 50s. And, 59, I think. Yeah, and that's really when Old Tucson started to um, go to town, as it were. Um, and he, he just, he was such a visionary and, and saw these things. Bob Shelton was the first guest on Voices of the West. Yeah. And, and I, I, I cannot find that program well, anywhere. Kind of <laughs> it is. What a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things is that 
Bob put a half a million of his own money yes. starting this up. Uh, that's that's how much faith and how strongly he believed in it. And he formed a team with, uh, I'm trying to think of it, Ernie Robbins and uh, the other guys, I can't think of it. They were like the three musketeers. Yeah. And they really, and you know, it's what this is. What's amazing about about this is Bob is married to Jane. Jane is a low old theater chain, which became Paramount Studios. Right. Bob. They started Paramount. Yeah. yeah. He inherited some of the best connections in the business. But what he would do once a month, he would take on his own dime go out to Hollywood, go around to all the studios, knock on all the doors, buy drinks for anybody that was thirsty, and invite them to Tucson. You know, and, and, tell them, and, and you know, back then, it would be like, come on over to Tucson. Well, we don't have anything going. I said, well, that's all right. Come on over to my place and play tennis. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what Bob it's was networking. just a, a master. Well, this, this would be a good time for me to introduce the story because you, you gave good background on that. <laughs> okay, go uh, for it. <laughs> well, I interviewed Bob in 1913. He died in 1913, <laughs> 2000. Oh, boy. I know you've been around a long time. Let me put my drink down. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> anyway I, in 2013, and I spent the day with him and all his memorabilia and whatnot. And uh, uh, I think he died in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, anyway, shortly before Frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, after the interview with him, and he told the story about the, the opening day when they opened it up, it was an amusement park idea. And they had no idea how popular it was going to be. Well, they had somewhere between thirty and 50,000 people show up. They were throwing money to, on the floor because they couldn't handle everything. It was really an amazing thing. Now, fast forward to a couple of years ago, Jane Lowe, I interviewed her. She lived, I used to live down in Tubac. And... And so she's going through her history, which is, if we talk about somebody that was well-grounded, uh, which was alluded to earlier, in, in the, the motion picture industry, the other grandfather was was uh, Adolf Zucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So, I mean, two giants, right? Yes. She lived in a penthouse in, in New York and all this stuff by herself as a kid. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I took the time to interject that I said, uh, uh when Bob had come out, he was involved in real estate uh, from Kansas City, and she met him, and he was married, but she didn't date him yet, and then we got separated and divorced, she started dating him, and they married. So in the course of the interview with her, I mentioned the old Tucson, and she told me a little bit about it, and then I slipped in, uh, I said, uh, and of course, she's like 94 at the time, and I said, uh, uh, so... Uh, uh, do you, did you ever see Bob again? I knew they were divorced. And she said, that's not important. <laughs> said, okay. <laughs> she, said, she said, I don't suppose he told you that I financed the whole damn thing, did he? And, and I said, no. <laughs> but let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes. So, but she was smart enough to get rights to certain... Uh, I don't know, certain venues up there that she retained for, for years, you know. So <laughs> it was an interesting story. But uh, Bob, uh, you know, I mean, he went, uh, the, the, the Southern Pacific gave him an old depot, yep. you know, yes. remnants of it. He went all around. He, he mooched and got what he could and, and, and just cobbled the stuff all together. And, of course, that was only the beginning. Then he got the brainstorm of let's, let's, let's contact Hollywood, you know, and that's what they did. And, of course, the rest, as we know, was history. Did you ever read her her biography that she she wrote? And I believe she wrote it from the way it was written and not ghostwritten. But she goes into a lot of the details of what her, her participation in Old Tucson and how in the early days she would be out there uh, down front taking taking money and giving out tickets. Yeah. You know, she was people. there opening day. She told the same story he told me about throwing the money on the floor because yeah. they just were overwhelmed. And 
I guess maybe in the heyday they were getting like four hundred thousand people a year. They up at there. one point they were the uh, old Tucson was the number two tourist attraction in the state of Arizona after, after the, the Grand, Grand Canyon, Canyon. Yep. and it was yeah. that <clears throat> way uh, up until up until the, almost the nineties. Up until the, after Bob left, yeah, up until but the, the fire, fire killed him. Yeah. Yeah, he got out in '85, and then was, the fire was in '95, I think. Yeah. But, uh, my my uh, first experience with Old Tucson was in 1959, when we moved to Tucson from Illinois, and uh, we're staying with some friends, uh, my parents' friends, and s- decided uh, or heard about this place, Old Tucson, and they're making a movie out there. Okay, so we all pile into the station wagon and uh, wander out there, and of course. I'm, what, five, six years old, and I've got uh, <clears throat> my hoppy outfit on, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> Packing them. And uh, we get there, and we're watching a movie being made. And for life of me, I don't remember what movie it was. 59, uh, John Wayne movie. Uh, help me out there. Real, Probably Real, Real Bravo. Bravo. Uh, Real Bravo. Yeah. No. So we watched portions Andy of that. Dickinson. Yeah, we watched portions of that be filmed. And then did whatever else it was that we did. And at the time, I thought it was way, a way, way cool place. Todd Roberts, what's your first experience with old Tucson? Well, of course, um, my first experience with old Tucson was when my dad was making Monty Walsh. And um, we had been on the set of Mescal the whole time. And uh, one day, we go out to old Tucson. I don't know what scene it was that was being shot there, but there was something being shot. And... I'm standing there, and I look over at this kid who, I'm about eight years old, but I was a big kid, and I look over at this other kid, and he looks a little bit younger, quite a bit younger than me, and quite a bit, uh, quite a bit smaller than me, and um, I'm, you know, uh, as my dad used to say, uh, which I never listened to, Todd, children are to be seen and not heard. That's right. And, uh, And so I was so full of myself. That I look over and this kid is sit standing there, and he's got a real Colt peacemaker in his hands, and I know the real thing from the phony because I had the phonies. I, <laughs> I had the Roy Rogers and I had the the Lone Rangers ones, and I'm looking over and he's got a real one, and you know his little hands are too small for it and everything else and he's standing there playing with it and holding it and I said to him hey where'd you get that he goes oh it's uh, from this movie they're making and I'm so full of myself I go well that's my dad's movie and uh, you stole that gun and he goes no I didn't and I said well then how'd you get it and uh, I of course was a quite a bit impulsive, which is was no. the, the dread of my father <laughs> on thousand thousand different occasions. And uh, I reach over and I grab it. I get my hands on it and he's got his hands on it. And he's like uh, uh, he's like, this is my dad's gun. And I said, you said you came off the set of money of this picture. And he's, we're struggling, and all of a sudden it goes off. It had five and one blanks in it. And, I mean, you know, it was loud. Kaboom. And everybody, all the tourists and all the people on the set and everything, they all turned around and looked at us both. And immediately, you know, I let go and step away. And, uh, you know, he's standing there, and the next thing you know, somebody walks over to us who knows me, and I guess uh, was like, Todd, what is going on here? And I said, well, um, he stole that gun from the set. And uh, he's like, no, I didn't. I said it was my dad's. I said, you said it came from the movie. He said, my dad's in the movie. My dad's Matt Clark. And I was like, you know, the next thing you know, here comes my dad. And you can just see this look on his face of just utter terror. You know, Todd, I, 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 you know the rules. You don't <laughs> cause a problem. You don't talk. You don't do anything. The loudest thing you do is breathe. <laughs> and here you are, you know, uh, having a gunfight, basically, in the middle of the street. 
this is a great reflection on the film and a great reflection on me. And this is thank why, you so much. And this is why you could never have nice things. <laughs> well, well, you know. Well, this is why he would say to me, and 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 then he would say, you know, the problem, Todd, is you forget the rule. The rule is, if you want to be with the big boys, you got to act like a big boy. Right now, you're not acting like a big boy. And I, I forget what happened, but I think he might have told me to go sit I think in he, I think his, he shot his car. Right. You were banished. Well, uh, he, he, he didn't have to. Um, <laughs> it, it would have been my mother who, you know, unmercifully would have, would have disciplined me. Well, here's yeah, a little... She was serious enforcer. Guys, we got to take our okay. first break here. We're talking about uh, the closure of 81-year-old Old Tucson famous movie location. Our guest is uh, Scott Dyke, Green Valley News columnist. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts are with you. And uh, we'll be back with you right after these very important messages. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Miss Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honorveterans to find out how you can help. Watch classic Western movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts. Our guest is uh, Scott Dyke, Green Valley News columnist. That piece what of music. Uh, th- this music is called Arizona. Yeah. From the movie? <laughs> no, no, not from oh. the movie. It's just a, a a piece that's called Arizona, and it is uh, meant for cinematic uh, very, usage. I'm sure. Very good. Anyway. It's a good Arizona music. Yeah, I thought so. That's well, you know, speak, uh, speaking of which, I just for Todd, for your information, uh, the Monty Wall stuff that they were doing out at Old Tucson. That's where they had the cover set for when they had uh, weather problems out in Mescal. Yeah, yeah, um, and there was rain during the filming. Oh uh, yeah, hey, you know, we, uh, we and, had one day that the town blew down. It was the, the next to the last day of shooting. Well, and 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 then two or three weeks later, there was a flash flood that and winds that blew the town down again. Yeah, and you know, so it's funny. My dad you... laughed about it because uh, he thought it was funny for a second until somebody said. Yeah, but it's yours. You're, <laughs> you get the bill. You're going to have to fix it or take it away or do something. 
and he I don't know how who they got but they got somebody to go out there and put it all back up and then I guess they sold it yeah well you know this is just give you wait this is going way back just to give you the early early history of Tucson the first thing shot here was in 1910 called the Renunciation the director was Wilbert Melville and they was shot down at San Javier at the mission uh, a few years later Lubin came through did six uh, 15 minute movies that's about you know, one reelers back then called The Sleeper in 1912 was one of them and then one of the earliest out there at old Tucson itself was after you know after Arizona because I think there were a couple but it was the last roundup with Gene Autry and that was, uh, you know, had Ralph Morgan, Mark Daniels, Bobby Blake was in it. Uh, the Texas Rangers was the uh, singing group backing up uh, Gene. Chase Silverheels, Iron Ives, Cody. They shot at Rattlesnake Pike, San Javier, uh, White Stallion, all over the Tucson Mountains. And uh, Gene sang the title song, The Last Roundup. The uh, movies uh, filmed <clears throat> in Arizona prior to Old Tucson, Mission in the Desert, 1911, Sleeper, The Caballeros Way, Old Arizona, Wild and Woolly, 1917, that was filmed in, um, uh, exteriors I think were filmed in Nogales, as a Douglas Fairbanks senior movie. Well, that really was, good movie, man. What was the one, I can't <clears throat> think of it right off head, shot down at Osa, that was one of the early early ones well there's another one heading south uh, shot in 1917 in the nogales area mine with the iron door 1924 uh, zane gray's light of the western stars in 1925 they had the premiere here in yes they did and uh in talkies uh, in old arizona uh then the cisco kid bombshell the gay desperado from 36 arizona 39 and when a man's a man the only reason I have this list is because these are movies that I'm trying to find to watch. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the need to mention some of the great ones that were shot there. 310 to Yuma, which was shot all over the state. Well, any John Wayne movie, too. Oh, El Dorado, Real Bravo. Jake. Um, Lentock. You know, fellas, uh, uh, last year, for January, I sat down with Angie Dickinson up there. Uh, that was quite a lot of finagling. Wasn't that neat? Pardon me? Wasn't that neat? Well, she was really a neat lady. And uh, <laughs> I'm interviewing, I'm talking to Bankowitz, who was the host for, uh, you know, the TNT, right. uh, the Turner yeah. operation there. And they're probably going to run that this year, or, or I don't know, maybe they are, maybe they already ran it, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I was waiting for her, I was talking to Bankowitz, she was sitting in a director's chair in the back lot. At old Tucson, and finally they say, "Okay, Mr. Dyke, you, you have 15 minutes." I said, "That's not long enough. I can't everybody in 15 minutes." So she said, "Well, that's all you got." So <laughs> I'm walking over, and Angie looks up, and she says to me, "Don't I know you?" Now I thought that was a perfect opening. So I said, <laughs> "You mean you forgot our affair in '67?" <laughs> and she she started laughing. And we, and she and I, we we had to fill forty five minutes together. <laughs> yeah. So we, we shared a lot of stories about Sinatra, you know, and then the, the Rat Pack, of course, and then she, you know, her role as Feathers and, and all that kind of stuff. But really, a neat lady. Uh, Got to be pushing ninety now, I expect. And uh, we had a mutual friend, Lee Marvin's widow, Pam. I did a, yeah. a column on Pam. Oh, good lord, ten years ago or twelve. And uh, it was a two-parter, and that was interesting because when I'm up at the, their house, uh, we pull up. I took my wife for protection. <laughs> uh, I was early in the game by then. I didn't know what I was going to have to deal with. She turned out to be a, a lovely lady, Pam Marvin. So, uh, oh, yeah. and, and of course, it, it, she told me that uh, Monty Walsh was one of his favorite pictures. So I'm up there, and uh, we spent about five or six hours. She said, "You want to see the fish room?" I said, yeah, sure, why not? I went in there in this humongous room that Lee had used for a filming room. You know, the ceilings are about 25 feet high. Here are these two marlin that both weigh individually about 2,000 pounds on these walls. It indeed really was a fish room. So she excused herself. That was a cue to leave. And then she said, no, stay there. 
So you see, one got her great-granddaughter and came back, and then we spent another three or four hours. So it was, that's how I, that was one of the, uh, got my start as far as getting involved with, with celebrities and whatnot. And then she was such, she died here a couple of years ago, but she, she was such a delightful person. Yeah, you know, she told great stories with a, with a deadpan, and some of them I can't repeat. Well, you know, she tells a great story about Lee. You know, he loved to show the Marlins off. And when you go into the room, you see the one Marlin, and when you go to leave, you see the other Marlin. And, there, and somebody was up, I don't remember who it was, and they were just amazed at the Marlin. And he points at the other Marlin. He says, that's Pam said it's bigger than Yeah, I remember It has, story. yeah, that's actually true. She set a world record with one yeah. fish that she caught. So, so, you know, again, getting back to old Tucson, it's just, it, it, it's a doggone shame. Uh, hopefully, it'll, they're trying to put together some kind of commission or whatever, but you got to move fast because that stuff's going to, it's too, it's too uh, desolate out there. Stuff's going to disappear. What do you think needs to be done, Scott? I think you should get involved, get some uh, public money to, to wall that thing off, get in there, take an inventory, collect it, sort it, mark it down, store it somewhere, and then go, go shopping, you know. Then take the next six months to go shopping to see if you can find somebody that, that is interested in doing something with it that would be valuable to the city of Tucson. Now, is that going to make any sense? I mean, obviously, to what you say makes sense to me, but... Uh, will the government powers it be? Well, let's uh, look at the history. Uh, I don't know. I, I expect that I'm going to try and find out, to be honest with you. But, let's look uh, at the I've history, though. Made some phone calls, but just so they know that there's a lot of people, including me and you guys, yeah. and I encourage all your listeners you to, to get a hold of your public officials and let them know this is. Mm-hmm. I, I've done the Western thing. I'm a wider historian, but you are. that's how I got involved all this with the late class. Boyer and Emil. Anyway, I've done the Western thing uh, for 40 years, and I've been out here for 18, and I've been everywhere. And the one thing that always strikes me is once these places get neglected, everything disappears. Yeah. Well, here, let's, let's, let's do the history there. Yeah, please. Get you know, when, after Arizona was done, it, was, it sat there for a while, getting really run down. The JCs came in and mm-hmm. paid a dollar a year to the county to take it over, and they were maintaining it. But again, you know, it was volunteer, it was donations, and it was, again, it's gotten really run down. And, and that was when Bob Shelton came in, and he literally had to rebuild the town because it was that run down. Sure now, yeah. Now, the, one of the interesting things, and we, Harry and I were talking about this before the show started, is that. The old Tucson Corporation leased old Tucson from Pima County, but the uh, corporation formed the Mescal Company, which bought Mescal, and that's not part of the Pima County. So what is happening to Mescal as well? Because that's, you know, they're not giving Mescal back to Pima County. They own that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, I, I think enough interest now's the time if, if if we let our ideas and ambitions lie fallow here for a, a month or two it, it goes away and i even well, i wrote a column here recently the well, the day after they closed it i said you know and the, the title was uh, uh, old tucson heads for boot hill and i sure don't want to see that happen but i i've seen so much of this through the years that you just have to get on top of it and, and, and be edgy well, the, the, the and part probe you, and prod. Yeah. I'm a great idea, guys, Harry knows. I'm just thinking, you know, some people, we could probably contact the Wayne family uh, because old Tucson does have a Wayne legacy. Time. And that would be a great place for a Wayne museum mm-hmm. and other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. The other thing is you know, somebody like Ted Turner, you know, knows you know but you need you need somebody from the city doing that that's got the cloud to open the doors well i don't know if it needs to be the city as much as it's the county it's county, it's county. We need, you need a patron saint but you exactly. need the city fathers yes. yeah you need that the, they need to sign on until you get a patron saint. exactly all right we'll talk about more of that uh when we come back we got to do another 
commercial break here. You are listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker to France is here. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. On the phone is our good friend Scott Dyke down in Green Valley. And uh, we'll be back with much more of the program right after this. When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management Company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. First, contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company, property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. Tucson Traffic Skeet invites you to bring the family out this summer. We have a clubhouse and a restaurant for you to enjoy. Our summer hours are Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're located at 7800 West Old Ahoy. Highway. Call 883-6426. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Tom, the host of the Movies Out podcast, and I'm inviting you to give the Movies Out podcast a listen. Every episode, my co-hosts and I review the latest box office releases, but there's more than simply just that. We also play games like the Alexa quote of the show and may the odds be ever in your favor and have a from the cutting room floor segment that is an open forum to discuss anything from our thoughts of a Netflix TV series to our experiences with movie subscriptions such as the AMC stubs or movie pass. So after finishing this podcast, please give the movies out podcast a listen. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google play. Simply search movies out until then. And that's a wrap. My name is Neil Summers. I started my 53-year stunt profession on High Chaparral and Gunsmoke and a few other shows, and I'm still active, and uh, I want to thank Voices for the West for having me on. Just the Voices of the West. on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts, and Bunker de France. Our guest is Scott Dyke, Green Valley News columnist. One of the... Uh, Greatest TV Western ever. Yeah, well, I think so. Um, unfortunately, or, well, I don't know, unfortunately. Fact is, the local media did not do that great of a job in the coverage of... Um, they never do. Well, uh, the one article of uh, many of the articles did not even include... The high chaparral that was filmed out there. Yeah. Well, you know, I just had a, I just had a thought, and that's always scary. I know Todd, <laughs> Todd is shaking in his boots out there for another but, drink. You know, there, well, God, there I is, better have another shot. <laughs> <laughs> there is no museum of the Western movie. You have got the Cowboy National oh, Cowboy yeah. Museum. You have got you know several you know Western type museums. We that should be part of the thing. That's a very make, interesting to build, concept to build. Because you've got all of the great stars, Stuart, uh, Marvin, Wayne, you know, all of these great guys. And there's still a lot of you know, Cosner, all the guys that make westerns that somehow or another we got to put our heads together and figure a way of building a group of, group of men, because this is a man's job, mm-hmm. to save the legacy and the history of old Tucson and its rich 
contribution to the Western movement. Well, the infrastructure is right there already, so yeah. it doesn't would not take uh, rocket surgery to uh, create a museum. Uh, in, well, in, I, I in think building. that's absolutely a capital idea. I, yeah. I think that is the focal point. Yeah. Uh, I would junk the amusement park part oh, of definitely. it and go with what, what we were discussing. Yeah, in, yeah. In, oh, in forget the amusement Western part. movie capital of the world, period. Todd, your and input? That's the way to go. It really I, is. I, now, I what I, what I, I, I'm trying I to tell your listeners more. as well as you guys with my thoughts, but the most important thing, you got to get a hold of people in the political arena, and you mm -hmm. have to get a hold of your newspapers to have them spur this, you know? Otherwise, the moment gets lost. I the mean, Tucson papers? I don't care what papers. I it, should be, it should be out of state, really, I think. <laughs> you know, New York Times, L.A. Times... Yeah, we well, don't want to go there. Well, not the hold on, not the L.A. Times. And, oh, okay. And, and well, not, the uh, San well, Fernando Times, then. <laughs> you know, um, God forbid. You know, we we talk about anything masculine, or we talk about anything of the West, um, because you know everybody gets all their feathers tied in a knot. But uh, I couldn't agree with you more that you know this. It's a simple enough process. There's enough people that love Arizona and love having it the Western movie capital of the world. And I think uh, it, the play, the this place setting's already been laid. Uh, it's there, and it has a greater history, and, you know, it wouldn't take much to get it going. It's oh, already really? been built. The hard part's already well, done. you got to use you got to use the newspapers. you got to yeah. use the yeah. public. you got to use people in politics, really. I don't care what you're... Hey, Scott? You might have disdain. It doesn't matter. I use any tool I could. Sure. Scott, what do you think of approaching Rio Nuevo as a Rio Nuevo project? Downtown. I, 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 I've never, I have not given no thought to that. It's, that is <laughs> Rio Nuevo is a downtown urbanization yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this, uh, is, this is brings people into the... You think so? It's downtown. Well, whatever. I, I would leave no no basis uncovered. No stone unturned. Yeah, uh, great idea. Absolutely. Something that we're going to uh, pursue. We're going to uh, enlist, I think, are going to put out a call to a variety of folks who... Uh, WWA? Yeah, who might be able to uh, yes. help, help with this. Um, I, I do know... Well, yeah. I'm a member of WWA. Yeah, so am I. But you know so what? But that... Alley, you know, I've already tried to put in a call to... Uh, uh, Candy? Johnny Boggs. Oh, yeah. And and, and uh, Chris Enns is a friend of mine. She's yeah. president. She's and the president, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm the, the more the merrier, well, you know. And, you know, there's Every so many of we have. So many of their people are newspaper people yeah. that have become writers like you, Scott, uh, that no, 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 no! I was never a newspaper person. Please don't oh, state me with that brush. What do you What do you call that thing down there in, in Green Valley that you write for? He writes a column. A, oh, a, a columnist. Freelance. I'm a freelance writer. Yeah. There they you go. Publish me. Uh, you no, know, I, I don't work for that yeah. paper. I've got a, I've got a Coca Cola other. bottle here. If you listen, <laughs> I'm hitting myself in the head. You know. Okay. You know, Chris well, is uh, is moving back to Tucson in about a year. She is okay. and, awesome, and so that might. That might well, be. she wants to. She's got to sell her property. Yeah, you're right, right. She's a UA she, grad. Yeah. Grew up here. Yeah, and it was went out to Valley. old Tucson. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I was, as a matter of fact, she used me as a source for her book last year. Yes, was, according to Kate. That's right. We had her on the show promoting the show, the book. It was yep. one of our yeah. great shows. Yeah. Nice lady. Awesome. A great niche. In, in I, I, one of the writing. things I remember about old Tucson is the uh, the sound stage, and I, I was not in the picture business, but uh, I was a musician. And uh, old Tucson sponsored a Battle of the Bands contest. Uh, mm -hmm. This would have been 1968 or 1969, and uh, my band played out there. We didn't win, but it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was great, man. It, it was, but you were good. Hey, it was. We were in a sound stage, man. It sounded really, really good. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It just walking around the place, it is just so full of lots of memories. Lots of memories. And it could be great again. I mean, you know, really, it's got the structure. I, like I said, to reiterate, 
the first thing is we have to protect the infrastructure so it doesn't right. dilapidate, get stolen, have grow legs or all that kind of stuff, which always happens. Yeah, and, then, and you don't and need any more fires there. either. Mm-hmm. Hmm? We don't need any more fires either. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's well, that's what happens, and uh, it's just it just had had that some money has to be spent to keep that thing intact the way it is, and and. Uh, God knows how much stuff has already gone out of that place. I hope nothing, but, you know, it well, probably has. I'm sure and, as soon as they said we're closing, <laughs> that people started looking for souvenirs. That's, oh, the way sure. they are. That's the way it is on a movie set. The last sure. day, wrap, you better have yep. it nailed down or it's going home with somebody. <laughs> yeah, how true. Well, so I want to share my... I think we're all in agreement. You gotta, <clears throat> it's just like, where do you stoke the interest? And you guys can start this with with your with your uh, show here. You know? Well, that's what we're going to do. With your so listeners. I want to share my uh, my uh, Bob Shelton story. Oh, yeah. um, I only met him one time at the at the uh, at the um, Empire Ranch movie night, where Emil said we're going to do we're going to do a fundraiser for the Empire Ranch. We're going to play uh, uh, we're going to play uh, Monty Walsh, and we want you to come and speak. And I said, okay, um, that's great. And uh, he says, well, on the, on the panel with you will be Bob Shelton and Pam Marvin. I said, oh, great, fabulous. He goes, you know, do, you re- do you know Bob? Do you remember Bob? I said, well, no, Emil, I was eight years old, and I never met Bob. My dad might have a story, but he's gone. He says, oh, I love Bob. You're going to get a kick out of Bob. He's just a great guy. <laughs> and I said, well, he is. He goes, yeah, he's telling me all these things about Bob. Oh, you know, he plays tennis, and he does this, and he he can drink, and he can do this, and he's generous, and he's funny, and so on. And he goes, but the one thing that is most amazing about to me about Bob is I don't know if he's the toughest man who ever lived or the smartest. And I said, well, why do you say that? He said, hell, Tiger, the guy's been married for uh, five times, and he's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we're going to take a break for our final commercial break. You are listening to Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West with Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts. Our guest is Scott Dyke from... uh, Columnist for the Green Valley News. We'll be back with much more. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and a hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. 
Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldier's Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We are back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts. Our guest, Scott Dyke, columnist for the Green Valley News. Sounds like the Marlboro Man there, doesn't it? Well, let me just... Light <laughs> one up there, partner. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> just to, for your listeners, I am not a newspaper man. Right. Yes, I've, got, I've already like put a big dent in my head. You are a columnist, a columnist. <laughs> no, I'm a freelance writer. Oh, right. And I'm a storyteller. There you That's go, I, I like that. You're I a like storyteller. That. I like That's that better. Like yes, that better. sir. Okay, and, I got... Uh, <laughs> That that's important because you yes. have a reputation to protect. Uh, all right, I don't. You know, want, I, yeah. I, I, prob- I probably really. set your reputation back five years. <laughs> well, maybe ten. Well, <laughs> I I'm anyway, the youngest guys, one on it, this it, call, it's, it's good and I hate you. to admit it, but things have really changed since my short my my life, which is not as long as your two gentlemen, you three gentlemen. But I got used to getting a lot of trouble for for being called a storyteller. Uh, well, my no, mother would grab me and tale. say, "You're telling too many stories again." Well, at 77, bring it on. I don't One of the it. other stories that we want to tell is uh, there were pla- there were plans uh, for holding another High Chaparral reunion at Old Tucson prior to the closure, and uh, Bunker's been in touch with. Um, Susan McRae, who was the, the uh, uh, casting director for um, High Chaparral, and she was trying to reorganize that? Well, what she was doing was she was putting it together. We had that 50-year reunion a couple of years ago, and great, a great event, but the the people, Chaparral had us a tremendous loyal fan base. Big time. In fact, there's a, a good friend of the show, Sherrod, mm-hmm. her and her friends still come out here and make a trip out here every year in from, March from Georgia, from all over the South yeah, yeah. and other parts of the country, just just to have dinner and go out to Old Tucson. And there's a lot of people like that. But uh, I talked to Susan last week, right at well, same day I got the news, mm-hmm. which was the day after, and she said, "Yeah, I know about it, and I've been in contact with other people. I've got some irons in the fire." And knowing Susan, she does because she is a go-getter. Uh, one of the things is that she had been talked. She had talked to the folks down at San Javier at the mission, which was what we used for the, the rancho, mm-hmm. the, the big rancho from right. down in Mexico. Uh, they said we would love to have you come out. Wow. Uh, she talked to uh, I don't know if she talked to Russell, but she talked to some folks out at White Stallion mm-hmm. about going out there because we shot a lot of stuff out there. And maybe you know putting some stuff on yeah. out there, and they were they were uh, ecstatic. Sure. And I said, well, you know, what about uh, you know, not great if you get somebody from Tucson. She says I have a friend in the Tucson government, and they and she her friend was very 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 on board and was going to do everything she could to help. So there is another thing I'm going to call Susan again mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. and. Talk to her about what Scott brought up and what we've been discussing uh, about maybe getting something going out there in L.A. because she still has a lot of contacts and mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, before we before we finish the show, I want to just go into a little bit more of old Tucson history because this is this is some of the stuff that just is not talked about. But in 1917, 1917. Well, I'm like <laughs> you, Scott. Uh, in 1970. Old Tucson bought out the entire MGM wardrobe. That's when they were downsizing and selling everything off. Yeah. They sold everything that was not Western to different markets. And then in 91, 
they bought out the entire Little House wardrobe department. And at that time, they had the largest Western wardrobe uh, department in the country. And it all burned. And it all burned. And the other thing, too, which is the bar in the, in the soundstage, that bar was the longest bar in Arizona. It was a real historical period piece, you know, worth a ton of money. You could almost finance a movie of what that bar was worth. <laughs> Not anymore, but well, yeah. I, I saw uh, last week, uh, uh, watched a movie, uh, Young Billy Young. It was filmed out at Old Tucson. Uh, Robert Mitchum and uh, Robert Walker. And uh, the guy sitting across from me doubled Robert Walker. So all of those scenes that you see, uh, uh, the pullback scenes of the uh, of Walker riding the horse in uh, fights, that's Mr. DeFrance. And I think that is just so you damn know, cool. Well, you know, <laughs> I, and I'm very thankful because I met on that show. I met Bert Kennedy, uh, did several shows with him, became friends with him. Uh, we'd have coffee once in a while out at uh, at uh, Joe Kirkwood's Bowman Alley. But, uh, you know, just working out at Old Tucson was a delight because, you know, we'd, we'd like, we'd do chaparral, we'd break for lunch, go cross over the Arroyo because they had used one of the buildings to set up with air conditioning so we, we'd have a comfortable lunch. And then we'd all head over to the ice cream parlor for an ice cream, you know. Uh, I met Linda Ronstadt. She was just a teenager <laughs> then with three or four of her buddies. Wow. Bud Stout, one of the old cowboys that worked everything here was an original turtle, POW, uh, over in Japan at Nagasaki, mm-hmm. uh, saw the bomb. These were the kind of guys. This is the kind of history. You, you know, uh, we had we had guys out there that were world champion saddle bronc riders, bareback riders, uh, Alkali Ike, uh, Tomlinson was a world champion bareback rider. Casey Tibbs was over, worked. You know, it was just... It was a wonderful place and a wonderful time, and it, it's 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 sorely missed. You know, j- you know, just uh, like Scott said, it's just we got not for you know not for me and not for us, but for the heritage, yeah. you know, and for the history, yeah. because we lose we're mm-hmm. losing our heritage and our history, and a country without heritage and history has got nowhere to go. That's one of the prime reasons for this program. Amen. Is to preserve the culture and the history of the Old West. That's our mission. Anything else, guys? No, but well, I, I appreciate I appreciate the invite and say hello to all the guys in the bunker and you particularly. Uh, I remember every time I think of your name, who do I think of? Right? <laughs> of course, I, yeah. And time does not permit, nor nor the probably the, the FCC wouldn't allow the stories I could tell about Emil Franzi, but that's beside the point. Oh well, no, the, actually, I'm glad you retained his name. That, that that's a great honor. Well, yeah, I think I think so. Now the uh, we don't we don't care about no stinking FCC because uh, <laughs> we're, we're on the internet, man. <laughs> And anything goes, unless I say it doesn't, uh, as far as this program goes. <laughs> so, in frog croaking communists, FCC. Well, that's you know, Harry, that was kind of the way you were on the train with the bourbon. That's right. You never said no. That's right. I never say no. <laughs> <laughs> we're in. The that's wa- why we had such a good time. I know. All right, we're in the waning moments of the program. Uh, Scott Dyke, thank you so much for joining us. Thank this you, afternoon. Scott. Appreciate it very much. My, my pleasure, guys. Really, really and, to join you. And, 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 and we'll have to have coffee sometime. And let's uh, let's do yeah. a show in the uh, not too distant future and uh, and uh, bring back uh, some Wyatt Earp stuff or some custard. Well, either I, one. Well, either one's yeah. okay. With we can have custard uh, and burp. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, right. bye, guys. Bye, bye. All bye-bye. right, and uh, that pretty much wraps it up for this Thank edition. Thank you, Scott. Um, Todd, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Fellas, thank you as always. Pleasure as usual. You know, uh, we just we don't want to see the place go down. We want to see old yeah. Tucson. Yeah, we could be next. Yeah, yeah, we want to see old Tucson come back. And I think the idea behind a uh, creating a uh, museum of uh, old West film uh, or museum of old, what, however, the title old Western. Film. 
a museum of Western history, movie Western history, something or like something that. like that. Yeah, we'll find a good acronym for it. We can call it odors. Odors. <laughs> the odors museum. In any event, we think that's a grand idea, and I think that's something that we're going to pursue as much as we possibly can. All right, guys, that's that's it for this edition. Thank you so much, fellas, and uh, until then. Seventy-eight. Seventy-nine. Eos. So long. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. 